Morning, everyone. It's February the 13th today. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. I do hope this message finds you, your family and your friends doing well today. Uh, it's beautiful weather here in New Zealand. Uh, it's been cool for the past uh, while now, but um, it's nice. The sun is still out, but you know when you get that beautiful breeze, keeps you cool in the sunny weather. I love it. Anyway, let's get into our readings. So for today, February the 13th, we'll be reading Exodus 35 and 36. Uh, that's mm, kind of a long reading there. Uh, Matthew 27, part of that chapter, as well as Psalm chapter 34 and Proverbs chapter 9. Uh, so before we open up Bibles, we pray, Lord God, please bless your word uh, to me and to those who are following along. In Jesus' name, amen. So remember a couple days ago, we started our readings in the New Testament rather than the Old Testament. We'll read the Old Testament reading after we read the New Testament. So today we'll begin in Matthew chapter 27, verse 32. Along the way, they came across a man named Simon who was from Cyrene, and the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. And they went out, they went out to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. The soldiers gave him wine mixed with bitter gall, but when he had tasted it, he refused to drink it. After they had nailed him to the cross, the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Then they sat around and kept guard as he hung there. A sign was fastened above Jesus' head announcing the charge against him. It read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. The people passing by shouted abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. Look at you now, they yelled at him. You said you were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Well then, if you're the son of God, save yourself and come down from the cross. The leading priests, the teachers of religious law and the elders also mocked Jesus. He saved others, they scoffed, but he can't save himself. So he is the king of Israel, is he? Let him come down from the cross right now and we will believe in him. He trusted in God, so let God rescue him now if he wants him, for he said, I am the son of God. Even the revolutionaries who were crucified with him ridiculed him in the same way. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling from the, for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran over, filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. But the rest said, wait, let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. Then Jesus shouted again, and he released his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split apart, and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem, and appeared to many people. The Roman officer and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were all terrified by the earthquake, 
and all that had happened, they said, This man truly was the Son of God. And many women who had come from Galilee with Jesus to care for him were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee. As evening approached, Joseph, a rich man from Arimathea, who had become a follower of Jesus, went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate issued an order to release it to him. Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a long sheet of clean linen cloth. He placed it in his own new tomb, which had been carved out of the rock. Then he rolled a great stone across the entrance and left. Both Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting across from the tomb and watching. The next day, on the Sabbath, the leading priests and Pharisees went to see Pilate. They told him, Sir, we remember what that deceiver once said while he was still alive. After three days I will rise from the dead. So we request that you seal the tomb until the third day. This will prevent his disciples from coming and stealing his body and then telling everyone he was raised from the dead. If that happens, we'll be worse off than we were at first. Pilate replied, Take guards and secure it the best you can. So they sealed the tomb and posted guards to protect it. All right, our next reading. Let's go back into the Old Testament. Uh, Our next reading begins in Exodus chapter 35, verse 10. Come, all of you who are gifted craftsmen, construct everything that the Lord has commanded. And here's a list of things. The tabernacle and its sacred tent, its covering, clasps, frames, crossbars, posts and bases, the ark and its carrying poles, the ark's cover, the place of atonement, the inner curtain to shield the ark, the table, its carrying poles and all its utensils, the bread of the presence, for light, the lampstand, its accessories, the lamp cups, and the olive oil for lighting, the incense altar and its carrying poles, the anointing oil and fragrant incense, the curtain for the entrance of the tabernacle, the altar of burnt offering, the bronze grating of the altar and its carrying poles and utensils, the wash basin with its stand, the curtains for the walls of the courtyard, the posts and their bases, the curtain for the entrance to the courtyard, the tent pegs of the tabernacle and courtyard and their ropes, the beautifully stitched garments for the priest to wear while ministering in the holy place, the sacred garments for Aaron, the priest, and the garments for his sons to wear as they minister as priests. So the whole community of Israel left Moses and returned to their tents. All whose hearts were stirred and whose spirits were moved came and brought their sacred offerings to the Lord. They brought all the materials needed for the tabernacle, for the performance of its rituals, and for the sacred garments. Both men and women came, all whose hearts were willing. They brought to the Lord their offerings of gold, brooches, earrings, rings from their fingers, and necklaces. They presented gold objects of every kind as a special offering to the Lord. All those who owned the following items willingly brought them. Blue, purple and scarlet thread, fine linen and goat hair for cloth, and tanned ramskins and fine goatskin leather. And all who had silver and bronze objects gave them as a, sac- as a sacred offering to the Lord. And those who had acacia wood brought it for use in the project. 
all the women who were skilled in sewing and spinning prepared blue, purple and scarlet thread and fine linen cloth. All the women who were willing used their skills to spin the goat hair into yarn. The leaders brought onyx stones and the special gemstones to be set in the ephod and the priest's chest piece. They also brought spices and olive oil for the light, the anointing oil and the fragrant incense. So the people of Israel, every man and woman who was eager to help in the work the Lord had given them through Moses, brought their gifts and gave them freely to the Lord. Then Moses told the people of Israel, The Lord has specifically chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. The Lord has filled Bezalel with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in carving wood. He is a master at every craft. And the Lord has given both him and Ahliab, son of Ahisamash, of the Lib of the tribe of Dan, uh, the ability to teach their skills to others. The Lord has given them special skills as engravers, designers, embroiders in blue, purple and scarlet thread on fine linen cloth, and weavers. They excel as craftsmen and as designers. The Lord has gifted Bezalel, Ohliab, and the other skilled craftsmen with wisdom and ability to perform any task involved in building the sanctuary. Let them construct and furnish the tabernacle, just as the Lord had commanded. So Moses summoned Bezalel and Oholiab, and all the others who were specially gifted by the Lord and were eager to get to work. Moses gave them the materials donated by the people of Israel as sacred offerings for the completion of the sanctuary. But the people continued to bring additional gifts each morning. Finally, the craftsmen who were working on the sanctuary left their work. They went to Moses and reported, The people have given more than enough materials to complete the job the Lord has commanded us to do. So Moses gave the commandment and this message was sent throughout the camp. Men and women, don't prepare any more gifts for the sanctuary. We have enough. So the people stopped bringing their sacred offerings. Their contributions were more than enough to complete the whole project. The skilled craftsmen made ten curtains of finely woven linen for the tabernacle. Then Bezalel decorated the curtains with blue, purple and scarlet thread and with skillfully embroidered cherubim. All ten curtains were exactly the same, 42 feet long and 6 feet wide. Five of the curtains were joined together to make one long curtain, and the other five were joined to make a second long curtain. He made 50 loops of blue yarn and put them along the edge of the last curtain in each set. The 50 loops along the edge of one curtain matched the 50 loops along the edge of the other curtain. Then he made 50 gold clasps and fastened the long curtains together with the clasps. In this way, the tabernacle was made of one continuous piece. He made 11 curtains of goat hair cloth to serve as a tent covering uh, for the tabernacle. These 11 curtains were all exactly the same size, 45 feet long and 6 feet wide. Bezalel joined five of these curtains together to make one long curtain, and the other six were joined to make a second long curtain. He made 50 loops for the edge of, the e for the edge of each large curtain, he also made 50 bronze clasps to fasten the long curtains together. In this way, 
the tent covering was made of one continuous piece. He completed the tent covering with a layer of tanned ramskins and a layer of fine goatskin leather. For the framework of the tabernacle, Bezalel constructed frames of acacia wood. Each frame was 15 feet high and 27 inches wide, with two pegs under each frame. All the frames were identical. He made 20 of these frames to support the curtains on the south side of the tabernacle. He also made 40 silver bases, two bases under each frame, with the pegs fitting securely into the bases. For the north side of the tabernacle, he made another 20 frames, with their 40 silver bases, two bases under each frame. He made six frames for the rear, the west side of the tabernacle, along with two additional frames to reinforce the rear corners of the tabernacle. These corner frames were matched at the bottom and firmly attached at the top with a single ring, forming a single corner unit. Both of these corner units were made the same way, so there were eight frames at the rear of the tabernacle set in 16 silver bases, two bases under each frame. Then he made crossbars of acacia wood to link the frames, five crossbars for the north side of the tabernacle and five for the south side. He also made five crossbars for the rear of the tabernacle, which faced west. He made the middle crossbar to attach halfway up the frames. It ran all the way from one end of the tabernacle to the other. He overlaid the frames with gold and made gold rings to hold the crossbars. Then he overlaid the crossbars with gold as well. For the inside of the tabernacle, Bezalel made a special curtain of finely woven linen. He decorated it with blue, purple and scarlet thread and with skillfully embroidered cherubim. For the curtain, he made four posts of acacia wood and four gold hooks. He overlaid the posts with gold and set them in four silver bases. Then he made another curtain for the entrance to the sacred tent. He made it of finely woven linen and embroidered it with exquisite designs using blue, purple and scarlet thread. This curtain was hung on gold hooks attached to five posts. The posts with their decorated tops and hooks were overlaid with gold and the five bases were cast from bronze. All right. I understand that these readings can be challenging to listen to because they're challenging to read. Uh, sometimes it seems tedious reading the long lists of instructions and and details and the genealogies. These passages aren't easy to read. Sometimes it feels like we're not learning anything. But the Old Testament always puts points to the New Testament. We know that. We can learn a lot uh, about the gospel of Jesus Christ when we look back at the Old Testament. But we have a better and a new covenant under Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So we praise God for that. And let's keep um, hanging in there. Let's bear with these readings um, and let's ask God to give us a joy uh, when we read these longer, more difficult to read passages, eh? All right, our next reading. Our second to last reading, we're almost finished today, is Psalm chapter 34, verses 1 to 10. Uh, this is a Psalm of David regarding the time he pretended to be insane in front of Abimelech who sent him away. David says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I'll boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. 
Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of a shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his godly people. For those who fear him will have all they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Here's a footnote, a footnote for Psalm 34. This psalm is a Hebrew acrostic poem. Each verse helps, sorry, each verse begins with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. All right? I don't think this is the first acrostic uh, poem. I don't think it's the last, anyway, in the Psalms. Okay, our last reading for day for today, Proverbs chapter 9, verses 7 and 8. These are wise words, so listen carefully. Anyone who rebukes a mocker will get an insult in return. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. So don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you. But correct the wise and they will love you. All right, those are our readings for February the 13th today. Uh, Wasn't a very easy reading, but we praise God for his word and we trust that he will bless them to us. Uh, If you haven't already, please subscribe to my YouTube channel if you'd like to. You can contact me and follow me via my social media accounts. I'll link those below. I'll also attach the link of my new Etsy page, my Etsy art uh, homepage, if you'd like to support my art and buy a copy. I'm trying to upload more art, and I'd like to do that in the very near future. Uh, Otherwise, tune in tomorrow. Until then, we always pray, come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen.